Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Summer. It's July. What's today? July 18th? July 18th, yeah. July 18th. Heat uh, wave. Heat wave. Big time heat wave. Uh, of course, my guy and co-host, Nabate Isles in the house. What's up? Hey, how's it going, Jamal? You good? Good, good. Uh, right. The great Bill Roden's on assignment. Uh, he's busy cooking up something uh, for the undefeated. <laughs> and we know we know it's going to be crazy, so yes, look indeed. out for that. Look, up, look out for uh, Bill's next piece coming out, coming soon. Like Nabate said, it's a heat wave in New York. And for for once, NBA has kind of calmed down a little bit, uh, a little bit. I mean, and we're talking about as of right now, because we're gonna go <laughs> we're gonna go recap what happened last week, because yep. it's not that long ago. That's right. But a lot of things been going on. We got got a lot to talk about. There was a huge trade in the in, in the NBA. We haven't talked about yet, Nabate. Let <laughs> me get your thoughts on that. Yes. On, uh, on what's going on in Houston? Mm-hmm. But uh, but first, we're gonna talk about. The you know a little tennis for you guys. Obviously, Wimbledon was last weekend. The finals, the men's and women's finals were last weekend. You know, we've talked about uh, Serena on past episodes. We talked about the men's field with Djokovic and Federer and Nadal and that you know those all-time greats. So they were at it again uh, this past weekend in Wimbledon. Obviously, Djokovic won a, won another classic final uh, tiebreak fifth set, twelve yeah. twelve tiebreak fifth set. At Wimbledon, he beats Federer. Many people thought that you know every you know every time Federer gets to this point, we're like, oh, is this the last time? So, so of course we had that dynamic again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nabate, what, what were your thoughts on it? I know you're a huge, uh, you're a Federer fan, right? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely. a huge Federer guy. Absolutely. What, what do you what are your thoughts on that on that final and 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 him in particular? But yeah, but but definitely to be objective too, uh, it's just uh, what's amazing about Federer, 37 years old, and he's able to still play at such a high level. And he's he hasn't really been injured in his career. That hasn't had a significant injury, and uh, and still plays amazing tennis uh, from the standpoint of his shot, his shot selection, his also uh, his accuracy, where he wants to put the ball, where he wants to place it. Um, so, but throughout the years, though, we've seen Rafael Nadal and. Uh, Novak Djokovic, because in 2008 was the Nadal Federer final. I think that was still the better a better match to right, me right. than I mean. Don't get me wrong, like because that had more significance. Like you had Federer had a five, he had a five straight Wimbledon streak. You know, won right. five straight Wimbledon championships, going for six. Borg went to five, never went to six because McEnroe took him out, and then Nadal was was Federer's McEnroe and took him out to win. I think that was more dramatic right. overall, you know. Yeah. Um, but but Djokovic, though, at 32 years old, he's obviously the best player in the world. He's been that way basically for the past five years. He's been the best player. I you agree, know? and he doesn't get that credit. He doesn't. You know, it, I, yeah. think that, I mean, if, you, if you're really watching the sport, I know mm-hmm. a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of sports guys don't really watch tennis like that, mm-hmm. and then they jump in and talk about it. Yeah, you know, yeah, for the for the uh, for the Grand Slams, <laughs> we actually watch tennis. Yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. But um, yeah, I've all, I've felt for the last at least you're probably right. You're probably right last on point. Like years. last five years or so, mm-hmm. Djokovic has been the best player. Yeah, you know yeah. when he whenever he matches up against either one of either Nadal or Federer, 
he's pretty much you know a slight favorite, but usually he's the favorite. Yes, um, especially the last couple of years. You know, the betting has come around to to recognize how good he really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a personality too. Like you know, that's another. It's not like he's a deadbeat type of guy. I don't like think so court. either. But but some you people know, like, some people do accuse him of that. I noticed. I was you know I was watching with family. That, oh yeah. You know, I was watching with family, and mm-hmm. they were, of course everybody was rooting for Federer, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden this like anti Djokovic. Uh, tone was there. I was like, oh, of course. I was yeah. like, but he, they're like, like he he doesn't have a personality. I'm like, yeah. he's actually a pretty funny guy. Yeah, think. he's funny, but uh, uh, yeah, he ate the grass at right. the end, you know. But also, but, too, but you got flack for it. But uh, yeah, right. And but I give him a lot of credit though too because he had, uh, I mean, he, he had a lot of meltdowns that affected his game. The mental part of the game was very behind his physical part, and right. he lost a lot of matchups, and he was inconsistent early on. Now he's put mm-hmm. that together. His maturity is there. And I think he can end up, I mean, he's only four titles behind, Grand Slam titles behind Federer, only two behind Nadal. Um, I, I don't think, I, I think Djokovic is going to do it. I think he can win. And remember, if Federer could go to 37, Djokovic could at least do three, four more years. Because 37 is like, yeah, that, even almost. Jimmy Connors at that age was not, you know, he had that great run in 91, but Jimmy Connors was unranked. Right. You know, right. it wasn't like he was not a top three player in the right. world, you know. Right, that's where you got to so, give it to Federer, no yeah, question. You gotta, right. you got to give, give him your props. But that, you know, it takes us to the question of, you know, who's the greatest of all time? And and right now, Federer has 20 slams. Like you yeah. said, Djokovic, 16, Nadal, 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's without well question that these are three of the greatest, if not the three greatest, right. of all time. Yeah, playing right now in the same, you know, in the same era. Yeah, it's we've never seen anything like this. Even in the with the women's game, closest is Chris Everett, uh, Martina Navratilova, Billie Jean King on the tail end. Uh, yeah, so basically, yeah, that was like the time, like then, and Margaret Smith Court, uh, uh, Smith Court. Mm-hmm. Martina, then Chris Everett later, and then Billie Jean King. So those four within a 10 to 15-year period, that's the closest we've seen, right. really. And if, and if so. you look at all time, I mean, those three are the all the top three mm-hmm. all-time slams. When you look at Sampras, who we knew was great, 14, mm-hmm. Borg, 11, Connors, 8, Agassi, 8, McEnroe, mm-hmm. 7. So, I mean, it's hard to argue that the, I mean, just from the numbers, these are the three best of all time. Yeah, absolutely. But then you look at the the denominations of each, like, Federer has won eight Wimbledon, six Australians, five U.S. Opens, but only one French. But still, he's the, it's spread out, you right. know, still even though he has that one French. Nadal, this is interesting, 12 French Opens. Right. You know, of course, he's the greatest player on clay ever by far, and, and no one will match him because right. he's only lost two matches in, Fr- in right. French Open history. And we talked about and, that. And one of, them was, one of them was retiring. The only one was Robin Soderling. That's a trivia question right there, Robin right. Soderling. And that's how Federer won his only French Open. He beat Soderling in the final. Right. But, but only one Australian, three U.S. Opens, two Wimbledons. Don't get me wrong. Anyone would love right. that, you right. know. But still, that's not much of a spread, you know, like Federer. Then you have Djokovic. He seven Australian Opens, five Wimbledons now, three U.S. Opens, one French. You know, so that's more of a spread than what Nadal has. So, um, I think in their primes, Federer's the best still in their, in their prime because Federer's near perfection mm. in his prime. His prime was two thousand three to two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. That like that's prime. F- yeah, that's he's he's the best when you look at like look at. I think you got to compare their primes, and the overall games. So. Yeah, because yeah. I've always kind of stumped by that question, but that's a good point, mm-hmm. which I don't hear too many people bring up. And I think that's why most people say 
that they're going to believe that Federer is the greatest of all time, regardless, even if Djokovic passes him mm-hmm. in, in yeah. slams. And I guess that's why, because he was so dominant. Yeah, and perfection. The, right? Like, yeah, perfection. So It was interesting, just the last thing on this is the ages. Like you, we mentioned Federer's 37, Djokovic's mm-hmm. 32. Nadal's 33. Mm-hmm. It, kind of, it kind of feels like Nadal's older than that, a little bit oh, older yeah, than Oh, yeah, because he's had 33. injuries. Yeah, his injury uh, dossier is, <laughs> is way greater than Federer, Federer and Djokovic. You yeah, know? he just puts more pressure on his body the way he plays. Yeah, his absolutely. Play. So, okay. And so, also other accusations, too. But, we, you know, that's... Hey, I, yeah. I, 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 no, I don't know. You know what I'm <laughs> hey, I don't right, know. I'm not going to accuse Hey, you know. You know maybe he saw Kobe's doctor. I'm just... just <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh... Yeah, nobody gets on Kobe. Mm-mm. But um, let's talk about the women. Of course, uh, Serena Williams, right? And, yes, uh, again, she goes down in, in straight sets to uh, Simona Halep. She had a, this was her third opportunity in the past couple of years uh, to tie Margaret Court. Who, oh, I know yeah. you're, you're really rooting for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Or I can just jump in. I mean, yeah. whatever. Please, Serena, yeah. pass Margaret Smith Court, okay? Right. That woman, her viewpoints are just unbelievably, like, vile. You know, like, seriously. Like, especially in this day and age where we're all about trying to be inclusive with everybody, you know. Except she's she's uh, Yeah, she's... Ooh. So Serena got to do it for, for, for society. But she's getting up there, too. <laughs> I mean, and, what, so. and Serena is, what, 37? She's 36. 36. 36. About to be 37, yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. You know, people are bringing up the fact that, you know, she's lost these last three finals... Um, but she got there. But she got there. That's, that's, <laughs> that's my point. Like, yeah. like when you think oh, about 30, it, she's thirty-seven, she's, going on thirty-eight. Oh, really? So wow. She's, okay. she's, she's Federer's yeah. age. Yeah. So, which is amazing, mm-hmm. right? And that's why you know people talk about you know she hasn't been able to close the deal, which is true. Mm-hmm. But the, like you said, she's gotten there, which is really amazing. When you yeah. think about it. At that age, right? Right. That she's gotten to three finals in the past couple years. Sick. You know, it's not easy to get to the finals. Right. You know, Sick. that's a real, those are real tournaments that, you know, it takes a toll on the body mm-hmm. and it's after she's, she gave birth. Like, can she get some props for that? That's right. And, and, and she won the Australian Open two months pregnant. Yeah. yeah. People forget that. Right. You know, like. Right. Yeah, that's just, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, so it's amazing she's still as strong as she is, as good as she is. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, just getting there takes a toll on you, as we just talked about. She may not get one or two more. You know, it's not it's not yeah. a given. Like you said, she's thirty seven. I think the only good the good thing is that we don't have a dominant one or two women that are dominant consistently. Because Naomi Osaka, I don't know what's going on with her. She's like been dipping. Like, and ever since she fired her coach, it seems like right. you know, she, I don't know if she's distracted or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But. When the U.S. Open comes, I, I see her as the favorite. I got to give it a, you know, well, she's, she's going to be. She's defending champ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I think she's going to turn it around, actually, for the Open. And, of course, there are a lot of uh, hardcore tournaments that are coming out, a mm-hmm. lot of American tournaments. So I'm sure Naomi's going to have a nice run to go into the Open. But mm-hmm. but this is Serena Chance, though. This was our chance. To, but, uh, and we but, said that the last two or three times. Yeah, yeah. But, no, I got to give um, Halep. Credit, credit. Yeah, though. She played, you know, she played she, great. She played amazing throughout the tournament, mm-hmm. and and Coco lost the Halep. Right. So that's good consolation for Coco to think right. I lost to the champ. She the did. champ beat me. You know. Yeah. So Coco, and we'll see. We'll see her mm-hmm. at the U.S. Open. We'll be there. We'll be covering. Yes, the indeed. US Open. Absolutely. So we 
we're looking forward to that. And like I said, Osaka's the defending champ. Serena will be there. There'll be a lot of stories. Uh, yeah. Sloane Stevens won a couple years so, ago. Yep, yep. She's a she's a former champion. Mm-hmm. Madison's Keys still trying Keys, to break yeah. through. Trying to, yep, um, yep. You know, a whole bunch of stories. It's a lot of, yeah. And I wonder, Angelique Kerber, like, can she make mm. a comeback? I hope, you right. know, like, so, yeah, it's just, that's what I mean about the women's game. It's like, kind of like, star that fades fast you know you like there's no consistency mm-hmm. like we see in the men's game you know yeah. hey, but it used to be the other way around right like when you had Steffi Graf and uh, Sanchez Vicario Gabriela Sabatini uh, though you know you had that time period where they were all Steffi was still and Celis you know it's basically oh, yeah. Graf and Celis right. you know and we all, we all know what happened with Celis where Steffi Graf fine did that to her Celis would have been winning more grand slams yeah that, that was that's unbelievable so, that one yeah. never forget that and just just last thing on Osaka you know I, I you know like you said she's she's struggled the last few tournaments but let's not forget she did win two straight grand slams a lot of these a lot of these women would love to have two mm-hmm. grand slams under their belt both hard courts right both true true you know so, so that's you, her surface right yeah. so yeah you're right so so the US Open is back to her surface and she just and she's still a very obviously a very young player who needs to learn to win on grass and clay yes indeed so we'll see so maybe it's not the coach maybe it is we, you know we shall see right we shall <laughs> see but but one quick question um what did you think of um the tiebreaker stopping you know in the fifth set I'm sorry, the tiebreaker uh, starts after 12-12. Like, what did you think about that? Do you think they could have continued? Like, they should have... Like, do you think it should always go infinite, like, in the fifth set? Why did... You know, it's weird. Well, it's a new rule. And I right. think they, they instituted this new rule, I forget when, like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I think. But this was the first time... Time it had to be it, used. ...that it got to this. Yeah. Right? I, 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 think, I think it was a good thing. When I, while I was watching it, I felt it was a good thing because I didn't think it was ever going to end. Mm-hmm. Like they were just gonna, no one was gonna win two straight, wow. two straight games. You know, you know, service wise. When Roger broke, yeah, he had Joke, a chance. Joker, and uh, yeah, eight. So he had eight seven right. serving for, the, and he actually he had double match point, double championship point. Yeah. He was up forty fifteen. Yeah, that's a th- <sighs> wow. I mean, I, wow. I, I want to get to serving. basketball, but oh, yeah. but I mean, that's a hey. I know it's blasphemous to say anything about Federer. Yeah, and I'm not. He's great, but it did. I've noticed this a, a few times, and you, usually I think it's against Djokovic. He's done, he's not really closing out, and it's not even it's not always that the other player beats him or beats him with a winner. You know, sometimes I don't know if it's mental with him. You know, people say it's sometimes mental with Serena when she gets to mm-hmm. the final. Maybe she puts too much pressure on herself. Mm-hmm. Maybe Federer is doing the same thing because I feel like he's he and it's not just this last match. I've noticed it the last three or four times he's played Djokovic. Mm-hmm. It's like. You feel like you know he has a chance. There's a point in the match that he has a chance to take control, and he just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. You, in his prime he would have. Oh yeah, absolutely. His prime he closes you out. That's right. it. You know. So yeah, it's real, real interesting um, about that. Yeah, but I, I like that tiebreaker though. I do. Yeah, like, like that at the end because it just. I remember, ends, and it was you know. because of people like Isner. You remember yeah, he, right, was, he right. was going to twenty. It was like twenty something, That's twenty right. something. Him and Ke- was it Kevin Anderson and him? That sounds or something that like that, right. or that or it right. was someone else. Yeah, I'm thinking Kevin, maybe because they're both the tallest right. players and big servers. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that never lost their right. serve. Right. You yeah. Know? So yeah, with like when Isner was there, I think he did it like two years in a row. Yeah. He went, like into the twenties. Yeah, it was pretty set. pretty crazy. And you know, so that's why they that's why they implemented. It was already a five hour match. Right. You know what I'm saying? So no, I like it. I like it. All right, so now we're going to get to the big, 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 big sports news. NBA has, has totally taken over. 12 months 12, a year. I mean, it's, it's not a joke, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the, the finals were ended in June. 
Yeah. And where are we in uh, late July? Yeah. And it's still NBA, NBA, NBA. <laughs> and like on the edge of your seat, NBA. Yeah. You know, yeah. all the off-season stuff. That's right. And we saw we, we the last show, uh, we talked about, you know, a lot of the free agent signings. Uh, we thought it was pretty much done. And then we get another. Then we get this blockbuster. What day was that? Oh, the blockbuster of uh, Leonard Kawhi Leonard. No, 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 we talked about that. Oh, we did. Oh, we did. No, the Kawhi. that's West, right. Oh my God, Russell, Russell, yeah, Westbrook. Russell Westbrook going to Houston. That was last Thursday night. Last Thursday. And night. And a tweet by Woj came out around eight thirty. Mm-hmm. I was sitting down having a drink. <laughs> uh, my local bar. Well, I have a couple of local bars. I love uh, Fort Lee. It's great. Uh, anyway, but um, <laughs> but I was sitting down. Shout out to Fort Lee. So yes, indeed. Saw saw the tweet. And was like, oh, okay, um, and yeah, it was it was breaking news immediately, and and that was interesting. <laughs> that was well, so, what do you think? What do you think? Ru- Russell Westbrook, uh, obviously oh. the trade. Russell Westbrook is traded. OKC trades him mm-hmm. for for uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul mm-hmm. uh, two big contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Westbrook was actually you know had one more year on it. So he, so really, OKC saved forty seven million just taking on Paul and. And sending Westbrook uh, to the to the Rockets, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of angles. You know, my first my first impression was, I felt I felt uh, the Rockets gave up too much mm-hmm. because I, I'm like, who else? Who are they bidding against? Like, who else really? I mean, people talked about Miami, mm-hmm. but Miami d- didn't obviously didn't want to give up too many assets. So it was like, why are they giving up all these draft picks? They ended up giving mm-hmm. like four draft picks and some pick swaps. Well, Miami didn't have much to give. Right. That's the thing because they had um, they have con- yeah contracts that some of them were expiring. Like Goran Dragic's contract is very valuable because that's twenty 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 one million mm-hmm. expiring. But Miami just didn't have. They didn't want to give a Tyler Hero. Uh, Tyler right. Hero. Right. Which, I'm if you want Brook, you know, like. But where is it going to you know, take you? I think yeah, it makes more. So. It does make more sense for Houston. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they had to make a move just to, and plus Westbrook and Harden are best friends right. from Southern California. You know, and and they knew each other back then. Mm-hmm. And then of course they played uh, uh, three years together at Oklahoma City, and they got along better than Westbrook and Kevin Durant got along. You know, but Harden. You notice Harden was like the middle guy between both those guys. Harden mm-hmm. loved them both, mm-hmm. but you when Westbrook and Durant would have these problems, but. I think um, in the situation, it's like Daryl Morey had to make a move because Tillman Fatita is he's he's very demanding. He's very demanding. He's a Houston guy. He's always been a Rockets fan, so he's a he's a true owner, you know, that really cares about winning. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of pressure. And then also Mike D'Antoni's offense is just you know D'Antoni's a genius when it comes to offense, you know, offensive schematics uh, and everything like that. And you know you. You look at it, they think that, hey, make it work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> make it work. And, and it's I think it's a, he's younger than Chris Paul. It's a good deal, especially for the, the more fans. more explosive. For us and the mm-hmm. fans, it's great. Mm-hmm. And I even think basketball-wise, it's it's good. Right. I mean, I, Westbrook right now is a better player than Chris Paul. Yes, they do it differently. You could you could argue, you know, p- people are, you know, jumping and saying, oh, it doesn't, you know, the, the style of play, how's it going to work? Well, like you said, that's on, that's on the coaching to, to mm-hmm. figure that out. And the pressure's on him because he's he has no years right. left in his deal. This is last year of his deal. Right. That, so he's a dead man walking kind of. Like it's a little a, bit. It's a sh- Even though, you and know. He doesn't deserve that. Right. He couldn't get a one-year extension and he's okay. at least. And he's okay. You know, like, what a, you know, someone else will give him a job. Oh, for sure. That <laughs> you is You know true. what I mean? That is true. So but you got to have, so he, he must know, like, whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. And yeah. he's so, but, but to your point, 
I mean, he, you know, people, people, some people don't like Dan Tony, but you cannot argue with him being a, a great offensive mm-hmm. coach. Like that is a fact. And he's a loyal cat. He's and he's one, as you know, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Right. Like he treats all media. It doesn't matter if you're ESPN or if you're like, you know, some website or whatever. Right. He treats everyone the same. Like he's a great man, and 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 he he's got so many people paid. Throughout the years, and he's Lord. When he he sees that you buy in, mm-hmm. he he'll take care of you with a con. He, he'll get you. He'll get you get a free agency deal because you f- thrive in the system. You're set for life because you'll get another great contract. Right. You he's know? an MVP or your first he's an MVP great, maker or your first great contract. <laughs> so, so yeah. So imagine that you you, you get Westbrook already players, been an MVP. Role players right. get augmented. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. no question. So you know you you plop Westbrook into that obviously one of the best towns in the NBA regardless mm-hmm. you know yes he he struggled shooting especially last year right. and in, in his history but there's no question he's a top fifteen guy he's th- he's only thirty it's not like he's thirty four mm-hmm. like Paul yeah right so he's at, he has some stuff in the tank even right. though he's not what he used to be maybe he lost right. a couple steps yeah but still ridiculous mm-hmm. and you plop that and now he has that kind of weapon in there and I I have confidence that D'Antoni's going to figure out how to use him yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so they're scary. And the great thing, D'Antoni's going to see how to use Russell in the mid-range game. Because Russell, he makes a concerted effort to get his mid And he does have a good mid-range game. at, at Not all he the does. time, yeah. but yeah. Mm-hmm. So D'Antoni's going to look at that strength, Coach D'Antoni, and be able to put Russell in positions where he could use that mid-range game. And then James could still be out in the perimeter, kind of spread the offense more. You know, it's it's... Going to be amazing. But Capella, if they could try to trade Capella, because they need, they would need a stretch five. They need a mm. stretch five, and that will make them explosive. A stretch five that can also run to the rim, you know. That's, right. So, but no one's going to trade. Dem- 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 DeMontis Sabonis would be perfect in that system with them. But yeah, they're not trading Sabonis. Yeah, no, so I'm just, I'm just giving that type of player, right, right, DeMontis right. Sabonis, ooh, they win the title. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so. Yeah, but I, I like Capella, though, even with that mix, like, you know, running to the rim. Um, he kind of lo- he lost some luster last year, mm-hmm. but if you go back two People years, figured he him out. a beast. But you yeah. Know? But, um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and and now you got you got Westbrook. Uh, he's turned himself into a much better passer. You know, obviously averages a triple-double. Mm-hmm. So they're going to – they can move the ball around. Um, and they're and, – and I thought – I actually thought that they were contenders anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, people were forgetting about them. Everybody's talking about everybody else because, you know, all the new additions. Houston has been there, you know, the last couple of years. They've been right. one of the top two teams, even if, you know, they, got, they, they lost to Golden State both times. That's right. Right? So That's right. I thought even if Paul comes back a year older, they're still going to be in the mix. So mm-hmm. you, you substitute that with Westbrook, who is just right now, like I said, a better player. And, I, and my confidence in Dan Tony that he's going to make it work. Mm-hmm. I think they're a legitimate contender. Yeah, they are, and they will get the. They could possibly get the number one seed, you know, and um, and they need that because they had that two years ago. They would need that even more now because the West is so much. There's so much parity in the West. So now you need the number one seed. You need home court in the first round, maybe the second round uh, for you know for other teams, you know. But but Houston, they're aiming to, and they and they're built to be a number one seed because Westbrook and Harden are going to be in those games, getting their numbers. 
and and they're regular season guys when you think about it too. Cause, True, they show up. You know, they every sh- game. Yeah, every and they, game. They, 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 it matters to them. Right, those stats. Those stats, <laughs> exactly. You know, like maybe both of them could have a triple dubs, like the first time first, ever. Yeah, two first time ever. <laughs> uh, you know, they could share an MVP. Right, exactly. You know, <laughs> on I'm the just, same team. And this will be me. This will be me right here. And if I was on the team. Can, oh. I, can I get the ball? Oh, right behind three-point line. Can I get the ball? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. You better, their teammates better get a lot of shots up in practice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. all I got to say. Well, but, OKC, what was your take about OKC and what they're doing now? Because it seemed like it, – is it true? Like, um, there's some reports that Westbrook was kind of open to being traded before the Paul George deal, and that maybe facilitated George – to to be open to Kawhi Leonard wanting him to join, like was that the case or something like that, or like it seemed like Westbrook since the playoffs, like it's yeah. interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't hear that. I I had heard you know stuff about how they that Paul George and and uh, Westbrook weren't getting along like they were the the previous really? year. So okay. maybe it's the same type of thing. If if it, if it, if that were the case, maybe Westbrook was mm-hmm. open to it. Who mm-hmm. knows. But I think no, I think OKC as far as like Sam Presti, yeah, I think he did. I mean, they they're doing a great job yeah. right now. I mean, they weren't we weren't were we going to be talking about them as a contender? You know, basically after, enough, all these after after three straight first right. round losses, they have the same team. Mm-hmm. Were we were we going to say every, we were going to put them in the fifth sixth spot again? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And they must have felt the same way. Right, like what are we doing? We're we, you know we're we're over the we're over the luxury tax. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what's the point? We're not yeah. we're not gonna win. We haven't even won a first round game, mm-hmm. you know, with with those two guys. Right. So you might as well start it over. Mm-hmm. And they and they got a lot for it. Yes, they had to take Paul's contract back. But to be able to get all those picks, man, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then all the picks they got for George, they fleeced the Clippers, <laughs> even though Clippers had to do it. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. I'm not, and really it goes for both. I guess Houston felt like they had to do it too. But my point on that was just you're 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 already doing OKC a favor. You're saving them forty seven million mm-hmm. off of the Westbrook contract. Mm-hmm. Like but and you have to give them all your picks. Right, right. But I you know And and it's funny, it's interesting, but really you think about it, the coaching, Billy Donovan. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, now he gets a college that, team. Yeah, and now basically and you know what, that's the thing. And I I think Sam Presti thought like, okay, I think it's easier to be able to get rid of these contracts and easier for Billy Donovan to be able to establish his own. Because Billy Donovan, the pressure he had this when you come in with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Right. And, and then mellow to it. Yeah. And then add, yes. Yeah, so he so now it gives him a chance to be able to have that Shea Gilgis Alexander like to be that. able, you know, and everything to be there and stuff. Um and and be a you know, a rising star that he mm. is. And um, and then, you know, of course, like all the draft picks and everything like that. And then you have, you know, Hamadou Diallo, mm-hmm. Deontay Burton, mm-hmm. uh, those young guys that, you know, that really have talent. The so. interesting thing is they still have some old guys. They, you know, the Steven Adams. They Steven have, Adams they and have Gallinari. To they still have Gallinari from Gallinari, the, from the yeah. which is one Gallinari, which is one more year in his contract. So right. that's they could just hold on to him. And they, they'll trade him at the trading deadline. Right. Because uh, Gallinari will play with. Yeah, Gallinari will be out of there by February to be with a contender because he's on his last year. But they have Paul due. next year. Look like they might they might i still wouldn't be surprised at all if they find some uh, find a taker for him uh prior to next yeah, year but, now, they can't buy but him now they're they're acting like they're gonna go into next season with him that's the latest it doesn't mean anything yeah now. Oh, but God. i would but they don't know. have to keep stephen adams right so then they have to keep him if you're gonna you know you so. keep paul and you have gallinari people are talking about oh they could be a playoff team still 
I guess that's true, but this not the West the West is so stacked. Not at all. They're a playoff team. No way. Yeah, I don't really I don't agree with that. Let me tell you, if that happens, then Donovan's coach of the year. <laughs> Billy Donovan. Oh, you know what if Paul just has a great, you, you great know, season? Oh man. Not that imagine, I, imagine if he has a better season than Westbrook. Imagine yeah, that. That's hard to imagine though. You know, I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I hear you. you know, like he could surprise people with <laughs> no, I hear you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible has over 180,000 book titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners of the Bill Roden on Sports podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. We highly recommend that you check out the classic $40 million slaves, The Rise, Fall, and Redemption of the Black Athlete by the one and only William C. Roden. An absolute must-read. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com backslash Bill Roden on Sports. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash Bill Roden on Sports for your free audiobook. So let's let's look at uh let's 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 look at like a little wrap of the of the of the NBA landscape mm-hmm. right now, right? Let's look at all these all these teams have two superstars now, at right. least, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least or two superstars or stacked teams. Uh, LeBron and AD with the Lakers, obviously. You got Kawhi, Paul George with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. You got Kyrie and KD, even though KD, KD's out for most of the season, mm-hmm. most likely, uh, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Harden, Westbrook, and Houston. Golden State still looks pretty good to me. Steph Curry, Draymond, Clay when he comes back, D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's exciting to watch. Yeah. Philly, Simmons, Embiid gets the – we'll talk about we'll talk about Simmons – Later, mm-hmm. I want to get to that. Mm-hmm. But Simmons and Bede, Harris, Horford in Philly, uh, Kemba Walker in Boston joins joins a pretty talented joins squad. J- Jason Tatum is going to be an All Star this year. I, I, Definitely, I, I like that pick. Mm-hmm. I like that. Could be Jalen too is an All Star. Yeah. yeah, maybe they both step so, up. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they right. both step up. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo talking about he wants to repeat. Don't call me MVP mm-hmm. until right. I win it again. That's right. In Milwaukee, with basically the same team except for Brogdon. I know it's a yeah. big loss, Brogdon, mm-hmm. but they added some. But pieces Chris Middleton too. is his, his Middleton uh, his came back. Robin. Mm-hmm. And, but, yeah. uh, and they also signed Robin Lopez. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. You know, they re-signed Hill. That's still a squad. Yeah, to me. And, People and are sleeping on Eric them too. Bledsoe too. They won sixty games last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell in, in Utah yep. with uh, Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. Another another nice squad. Kristaps Porzingis, your guy. Kristaps <laughs> Porzingis and Luka Doncic in Dallas. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting to watch that. Yeah. And then we got my guy, Zion, Lonzo, uh, Ingram, <laughs> Favors. Uh, I love that squad. You, ju- you just slept on two two teams. Ooh. You slept on Jokic and Murray. Oh, yeah, I did. You know that. what I'm saying? I'm bugging. Yeah, I mean, I'm bugging. Uh, I should have mentioned woo. And then, and then don't forget, you know, Dame Dollar and CJ. Yeah. You know, what I'm I mean? sleeping on, I'm sleeping on them a little. <laughs> I, I saw, Those you cats. know, you know, five thirty eight, ESPN five thirty eight, the mm-hmm. numbers. I think they left Portland out of the playoffs. That's right. They don't know what they're talking about <laughs> it's because just, it's just numbers. Though. Hassan, just, Hassan just Whiteside, great pickup. You know, and Nurkic will be coming back soon. And they, no, they still, they're still all right. I think Nasir Little too could really contribute. He can end up starting for them. This year, he was so the thing with him, and I, I like that pick. Don't get me wrong; mm-hmm. I like them picking him. But up. if they think I about think he's defense, he's a few years away. But no, no emphasize defense mm-hmm. though. Emphasize, yeah. and then you can even, have because you look at UNC. He couldn't even really get burned there. Like he, you know, he was slow developer at UNC. Mm-hmm. So for me to think he's going to come in rookie year and do some of the NBA, I could be wrong. But you could put him as a starter, and then like, but he knows he's he's the fifth option. But he's someone that with he has the athleticism, has the athleticism. To, to defend, and that's what Terry Stotts could do. He'd be like, "Listen, you can be a three D guy for us. 
you know, and like really do the little things, teach him as a rookie to do those little things, you know. So I, I think it's possible. It's possible. So let's let's talk let's talk West Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Oh God, what do you what, what, how do you see that shaping up? I mean, obviously it's early. Man, you know oh, we, we uh, you know I, we're allowed to change our opinions as time goes on, mm-hmm. um, but right now. What are you, oh, you, you seeing in that Western oh, Conference? Well, like in terms of like one through eight. My sleeper team for top three is San Antonio Spurs. Oh, you mentioned On On Hard to Tell podcast. On Hard to Tell podcast, yes. Because, and we forgot DeMarzen and, and LaMarcus Aldridge. As that's a, t- a duo right there. And also, you have DeJounte Murray coming back. You have also Derek White, who was major in the playoffs. And this guy from Colorado, he's becoming an amazing player, you know, and you have him. You have also more young players, Jacoperto, who's going to make a step up. You know, he's going to be start their starting center this year. Um, I think Davis Bertans giving – that was tough because Marcus Morris, they had that contract for Marcus Morris. That's why they traded Davis Bertans, you know. Right. And it's a shame because I know they would want Davis Bertans back. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA. He's a stre- That's a stretch five, you know. Um God, he would be perfect on when I talked about stretch for oh, Houston. Houston. Oh mm-hmm. Lord, have mercy. Oh, D'Antoni would. That that's D'Antoni. D'Antoni would probably be like, you can be my son-in-law. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> so, but but no, but I mean San Antonio overall, and they have veterans like Rudy Gay. You know, they have those vets that that are there too. Oh, um, also Patty Mills, Brent Forbes is a good guy off the bench. They're a very deep team where in the regular season that depth will help them be able to gain wins. Because remember, the Clippers and Lakers are, are bu- building themselves for the playoffs, basically. I wouldn't be surprised if the Spurs were over them in the regular season and people are sleeping on them. And you know Pop. Pop well, has a 48 team with, wins last year. Yeah, and that's, that's just crazy. They're winning 53, 54 this year, for mm. sure. I mean, that, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's and Lonnie, tough. Walker, Lonnie Walker as well. So you think. They're going to get him in a rotation. So you. I just named 10 players on that team without Marcus Morris. But you think. So you. I'm, the other. People who the other teams who people think will be at the top of the West: mm-hmm. Denver, Houston, Denver Utah, will be possibly and, number and one. The LA teams. You like you like San Antonio over which of those? Teams? I like I like San Antonio over Utah. I like San in the regular season. I like um, San Antonio over Portland. I like I think it's going to be Denver, Houston, San Antonio. Denver, Houston, San Antonio. Top three. Okay. Then you have, then you have. So you think Lakers, Clippers, Lakers, Clippers, Clippers won't be top four. Three. Oh, so, but it's going to be close though. Oh yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's, it's always not, close. Yeah, yeah. Like they're winning 50 games. Both teams are going to win 50 games. I, I see like seven 50 win teams in the West. Remember that season well, when it was one, the, two, where there was three. eight 50 well, there were wins. Five last year. Yeah. So, yeah. but there was a season where all eight teams. It was when Oklahoma City was the eighth seed in the playoffs. And and they lo- I don't know who, who they lost to, but they won 50 games that year. That's when they were really emerging with young Westbrook, young Durant. That I remember the the Western Conference had eight 50 win teams that year. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So I can see that happening. Definitely seven will win 50. It's going to be close. That's what I'm saying. Um, but the teams with the depth are the ones that are going to be able to win those games. Like. You know, the easier games, you know. Also, too, they could be able to sit like Jokic. If Jokic is injured, they have enough depth to still win Denver. If uh, if DeRozan's injured, the Spurs have the system and enough depth to be able to win, you know. So it's going to be interesting. And DeJounte Murray, that's that's an all-defensive team talent right there. Right. You know, and he's back. 
That's a major difference. It's just this West, man, is so stacked. Um, I, 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 some people have the Spurs out, out, of, out of the playoffs even. I, don't, uh, I can't uh, go that they, they don't know what the hell they're talking yeah, about. I don't see how you Seriously. leave Pop out of the Seriously. There, you know, every year. And he, like you said, he has some horses. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and from all, like I said, prime guys, older vets, and young guys that are actually future all-star caliber guys, you know, so. So you don't see Dallas or New Orleans sneaking up in the, in the playoff mix? Okay. Uh, Dem- well, Denver, I mentioned Denver, Houston, and, um, and San, Antonio San Antonio being top three. Then you got Utah, Clippers, Lakers, Lakers Portland. That's seven. No seven teams are making the playoffs. So, yeah, the only one from so, last year that, I, that you could say is probably out is OKC. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So th- those are the seven. Now the eight seed, I think New Orleans will be. Well, remember the Lakers didn't make it. Last and the Lakers didn't make it either. Yeah, so we're missing. Which other team is out too? Golden State. We don't think. Golden. Oh my. <laughs> so I think Golden State gets in over New Orleans. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, over. I mean, New Orleans. I, I love New Orleans, but they're still going to be. They're still I think one year away. They're one year away. But and only because it's this beast of a West. Yeah, like, you're right. Like, that's the only seat. That's you know, the only reason. Yeah. I mean, I think that they can win forty something games. Yeah. but it might not be enough. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so that I think, yeah, Golden State. I'm not saying Golden State will be an eighth seed, but those are the those are the eight teams in the playoffs for me. And Dallas, you, you don't see it. Nah, nah, they're one year away too. With your boy Carlisle, great coach. Oh, great coach for sure. But also, remember, Porzingis hasn't played in a year and a half. He may not be the same player. On he may not get back to his prime until the 2020 That's true. 2021 season. That's definitely true. Eastern Conference uh, a little easier to to handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still like Milwaukee. Uh, a lot of people, it's between Philly. It seems like the consensus right now is it's between Milwaukee and Philly. Philly, yep. And then Boston's up in there. Boston's Boston. up in there. Uh, the Nets. You know, Toronto's still a playoff team. Tor- I agree with that. Um, um, Orlando's yeah. probably better. Yeah, Orlando's better. The Nets, Indiana, too. Indiana's, Indiana's Yeah, Indiana. They, the young teams, like Atlanta. Might have oh, a that's right. Atlanta. Um, the Knicks. Some people are saying the Knicks have a I chance. I think the Knicks have a legitimate chance. To make the because, playoffs. Yes, indeed. Because you got veterans there that are on short contracts that are showcasing themselves. And also, too, they have good heads on their shoulders. Like, Todd Gibson is a true vet. You know, right. like, he's someone that, he's a true guy. Alfred Payton is a guy that's, and, and that, if he stays and, healthy. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is that they're all going to push each other in practice. So the young cats are going to have to step up. They got so many forwards. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the only guarantee... You're going to sit the young guys? Right. It's interesting. The only guaranteed starter is Julius Randle. The other four positions are are, um, are up for grabs. Yeah. Robinson Robinson may not... I'm just saying, Mitchell Robinson, but Mitchell Robinson's first team in Summer League played great once again. So I think... And he was the first team all-rookie. Yeah, I think you have definitely Julius Randle 100% starting. Um... I Mitchell think Robinson, could, I think probably slap Mitchell Robinson, eighty-five, eighty-five percent. Mm-hmm. You know, eighty-five. Um, but he has to develop more of a game. He has to start doing that. Start getting a mid-range jumper and stuff like that. But also, Rudy Gobert. You know, right. he he can be like Rudy Gobert, and that's pretty good. You know, right. um, and then R.J. Barrett, seventy-five percent chance to start. Right. Other than that. All the other positions are, are for grabs. Knox is definitely not guaranteed to start. Not Dennis Smith Jr. is definitely not guaranteed to start. You know, so Alfred Payton is a, is a better player than Dennis Smith Jr. right now. Alfred Payton is a two-way guy. 
Uh, he's, he's and he's a triple dub and a, and a triple dub yeah. guy too. He he had a streak of four straight triple doubles one time. Right, he was good last year. So I had him on my fantasy team last year. He was <laughs> exactly, you know. But he defends great perimeter defender. So good stuff. What about the Nets? What do we think the Nets are going to do with without you know KD sitting out a year? I think they're Curry, not. Levert. I don't. I don't think they're a top four seed this year. I don't think so. But. So you'd have Indiana ahead of them, or Toronto? Well, no, I have um, I'll have a uh, in no particular order: Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, uh, and yeah, Toronto or Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then Brooklyn, and then Brooklyn could be the five seed, you know, or something like that. But I I don't see I don't see them um being above, you know. Don't forget the Heat with uh, Jimmy Butler probably sneak into one of those bottom. Yes, five, six, seven. Slash That's right, something and like that. Yes, five, six. Right, right. So Spolstra. Mm-hmm. You have that, yeah. And then you know what? This, this. I gotta tell you, there could be a team in Chicago that could make a huge jump this year, as well as Atlanta too, to make a huge jump. But Chicago don't sleep on them. Jim, Jim Boylan, they've bought into him. They've bought into his tough love. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, they bought. They really bought into him. Well, he's assistant for the longest time. You know, been on benches. Like he's he's been in. You know, he's a lifer. You know, Jim Ballin. But but I mean, in terms of their support, remember he was he was just supposed to be a stopgap. Right, right. He was right. And and then and then it was controversy his first couple weeks with how he was relating to the players. But they played hard for him as the season went on. And now you look at Zach Levine. He comes back. I mean, he's. Even more better. He's more healthier now I, I like off the Levine. ACL. Laurie Mockerton is in his 30s. He's I ready like to make him. a huge jump. Otto Porter is someone that that is a good, yeah, 3 and D guy, mm-hmm. you know. Don't also, Wendell, Wendell Carter. Carter, yeah, mm-hmm. our guy. And also, Daniel Gafford is going to be pushing Wendell. He look good in the summer league. Yeah, he's going to be pushing Wendell. And also, you have Sadoransky, who's a good vet. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Chris Dunn, there's pressure on him. Kobe White. Kobe White. The, you know, Denzel Valentine, who's a, he's mm-hmm. a Swiss Army knife guy. Yeah. He can come off the bench. So, and Chandler Hutchison, too, did well in summer league. He's a guy off the, uh, yeah, Chicago. Yeah, they're, dis- they're disciplined. They're a much more disciplined team than they were under Fred Hoiberg, you know, so. All right. A uh, couple things I wanted to touch on. Mm-hmm. Uh, personal, like, soapbox issues <laughs> I've, been, I've been seeing going around in, uh, in uh, Twitter, on the, in Twitterverse. <laughs> uh, a couple things. Dealing with one Ben, let's start with Ben Simmons. It's really mm-hmm. about, I want to talk about Ben Simmons. The narratives, these these sports media narratives, okay, drive me crazy sometimes. Mm. And you know, I understand why why some people agree on the other side, but fine. Mm. But Ben Simmons and Zion Williamson, okay. So let's start with Ben Simmons. Okay, he signed, he he resigns a uh, big contract, one seventy five, one seventy for five. All of a sudden, you know, I hear, I hear a lot of hate out there, like for that, like as if as if Philly wasn't supposed to do that, as if there was even a question. Yeah, you had to. Um, as if this kid isn't talent, isn't that talented? I get it. Mm. Hey, I was a critic as far as his shooting too. Yes, he needs to develop a jumper, but he's 22 years old. Mm. Okay, I went I, so much. I'm, this stuff was bothering me so much. I had to go back and look at some numbers. Okay, mm. like oh, he he averaged. This is his second year playing, mm-hmm. right? He's getting a lot of hate out there, right? Right. Second year playing, he averaged 17, nine, and eight. As a as a second year player, seventeen yeah. points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Mm-hmm. I think, or maybe the nine and eight is the other way around. I'm not sure. Right. But seventeen, eight, nine and eight. Okay. Uh, made the All Star team. 
in his second year. Mm-hmm. Not you know he's actually actually made a team. Not like D'Angelo Russell yeah. was a replacement. Third, okay? third, third technical season, but right. second right. But on it, the court. Yeah, on the right, court. Right, right, right. Okay. At at age twenty two, I, I went and looked at his numbers compared to uh, uh, the to Antetokounmpo uh, mm-hmm. at age twenty two, and at that time, uh, the Greek Freak was in his fourth year. Mm-hmm. Okay, at age twenty two in the league, it was his fourth year. At age twenty two, uh, Simmons averaged more points. He averaged more rebounds. He averaged way more assists. Mm-hmm. He shot a better percentage. The the only thing that that uh, Antetokounmpo did uh, more was shoot threes. He shot one more one three a game compared to Simmons who was shooting none. <laughs> so just because this dude does not shoot any threes, mm-hmm. people think he's worthless. Yeah, are you yeah. like you? And he, and he's a and he's a good defender too, Simmons. I forgot about and that. And he's a good on ball defender, you know. So and he's twice with his he's length. going to practice his shooting. I promise you. And it, and it was an interesting stat on um, Ben Simmons too. I saw, um, which said uh, he's finished with a value over replacement player. Uh, you know, over the over, over four four. I'm sorry. Over I'm sorry. A value over replacement player over four in each of his first two seasons. Right. Only five players have ever done that in their career. Ever. Al- Alvin Adams, who was a perennial all-star in the 70s for the Phoenix Suns, good center, like, and an athlete. You know, he was part of that Suns team that uh, t- uh, that uh, took the Celtics six games um, in the NBA Finals in 1976, I believe. Yeah, uh-huh. 76. Um, Larry Bird. Okay, in his first two seasons. Pretty, pretty good player. Penny Hardaway, who was a Hall of Fame caliber player in his first five years in the league. Shaquille O'Neal, all-time oh. great. David Robinson, all-time great. Ben Simmons. So a value over replacement player of over four in his first two seasons. Only those five other players have done that other than Ben Simmons. That's crazy. You know, but but Ben Simmons needs to start. He needs to get his jump shot together. Well, he has take to. Him. My only thing is his av- take the shot. Yeah, because his average, his a- you know, his average uh, field goal, five point six feet from the hoop. His average field goal. But still getting seventeen. You know, yeah, yeah. But he has to. Like we were talking about, we talked about this off air for mm-hmm. a long time. Just shoot, Jason. Right. Kidd, I remember someone compared. To Jason Kidd, and I'm like, well, at least Jason Kidd shot. Yeah, it was and ugly, but he yeah, it was shoot. ugly, but but he would hit the big shots when he had to, especially in New Jersey. You would think he was a great shooter with all the clutch shots he hit, you know. But Ben has to just force the defenses to go towards him and just. Right, I, I they think, gotta respect you. Yeah, a li- I think. But he's 20, twenty. I think people act like, I mean, serious people, serious so-called basketball minds really act like he is a finished product. Yeah, he's he's not at 20. All. What did I just say about uh, Greek Freak at 22? What, what, what were you saying about him? He's done. Like he got to get. His, but he's guess, never going to be anything. But I got to tell you something though. He got to get his free throw shooting too. Uh, going. He does. If he, these but, are, these but, players but no, no. are growing. But if but if he doesn't have an outside, at least Jason Kidd shot well from the free throw line. True. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? That's and what I'm saying. Too. So magic. So is magic. Yeah. At least he shot well from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And also like. The Magic Johnson comparisons was a different game. When really, when Magic came in, the three point line was uh, seventy. Yeah, that was his rookie season. But when I the doubt three he point was line taking, was implemented. He wasn't taking yeah. set mid range. Yeah, really, yeah, exactly. Mid-range. So no, I I think Ben, I will start to really criticize after four seasons. You know, after the next two years, if he right. doesn't at least hit, if he does like twenty five for eighty or something, or twenty five for ninety, I'm fine with that. That's you know, and then increase it little by little. I mean, do so. what do what the Greek Creek did. Mm-hmm. Like this year was really the first year he even started taking threes. Yeah, yeah. And people people 
you know, try to make fun of this. We're in the we're in the social media age. Everybody right. got a, they got a clown. You got to clown everybody. Yeah. You got to jump on them as soon mm-hmm. as as soon as they have a couple bad games. They're trash. As soon as he didn't he didn't win the playoffs, now he's trash. Doesn't deserve the MVP. Come mm-hmm. on, because he just has to be held accountable. Simmons. That's fine. He wasn't held accountable at LSU. You That's know true. what I mean? Like, and that maybe well, that LSU, mindset yeah. is still, you know, like. Because he should have been even better, but still, he's first team All American. Right. <laughs> the next, so. the next thing, and you probably on the other side of this because we've mm-hmm. we've argued about this guy, Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. The well, whole, I, I don't see him as top five all time. No, no, but, like, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm okay, talking about okay, I'm talking about okay. the shape issue. Okay, the yeah. like, does everybody need? I mean, we go, we have to talk about this ad nauseum because because. As if we didn't see him at Duke. He was in shape at Duke. Act like, people act like, you know, he's like notoriously out of shape mm-hmm. or that we know for a fact that his weight is going to be a problem. We don't mm-hmm. even know for a fact. We mm-hmm. don't know. We, have, we haven't seen anybody like him. Yeah, he's not so going to have a weight problem. Can't wait to eat. Right. You know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know Robin uh, Harris. You all know? right, you got that. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, like people are like, oh, like it's just, it's just a, I, if it was just you, one or two people saying it, but everybody jumping on it, like, mm-hmm. oh well, you know, he's gonna have to keep his weight down and da da da. How do you know he's not going to? Like, yeah. we, he didn't have a weight problem at Duke. He, mm-hmm. he was, it looked in great shape for that. <laughs> you, for, I was look, I had to look up his numbers at Duke. It's college. Oh do you my know, God. Do you know? Do you know one of the greatest seasons his, in the history his of PER college basketball? Well, was forty point mm-hmm. eight. The yeah. closest person I could find, I tried to look it back at all. Since the era. Since the era is uh, Anthony Davis was mm-hmm. 35 points. That's something. right. That's you know, right. Like even uh, there were some people in the 30s who had great seasons. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who I looked at. But there was no one close. Like his, his, his true shooting percentage at Duke was 70, over 70% true, true mm-hmm. shooting percentage. And he was, he took, he was, he's not like Simmons. He was actually taking a couple no. threes. He, yeah. was, he finishes around and the rim did, without dunking. And, and what made him great at Duke? Not just statistically, but the things that don't show up on the stat sheets. Right, the effort. The effort and also his intimidation factor. I never forget that Michigan State game, that Elite Eight, where we I forgot there. who the player well, – oh, no, I was I, – I, yeah, I left. I, I, I was there for the Sweet 16, but not the Elite Eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I wish I was there, though. Mm-hmm. But I had, to, I had to come back to the city for a gig, you know. But, um, but no uh, – with the intimidation, like I forgot who it was from Michigan State that was going to drive to the hoop, but then when he when he saw Zion right there, he got shook. <laughs> right, That's right. what I mean. Right. The little things, the intent and the intangibles, his intelligence, his IQ. Right. That's what made him special. Right. Not just statistically, but the the other things, the the uh, instincts he has, incredible instincts. Right. And 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 no, he was, and the, the out of shape thing. Yes, he okay. He was out of shape. For the summer league, but he was also he's also like the most you know he's the most uh, hyped, hyped polarizing guy guy since LeBron. Mm-hmm. So and then a small market team gets him, so they're sending him all around. Oh, oh, yeah. He's doing every damn promo. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. He's eating cake. Yeah, they got, right. They're having like cut, well, he, ribbon cuttings for him. He did an Instagram story of like I remember before the draft of like chicken fingers and like honey mustard and fries like and this was and this came out I remember around probably 11:30 at night. Right. Um I said to myself, I was like, dude, you can't post that. You know, <laughs> right, you, you can't post if it. you're going to do that, if you can eat that fine, you can if I was his agent, well, I would Cuz that's like, what they eat at Duke. When you're a college kid, you eat like that, but also yeah. he was in the gym every day. So yeah, you can kind of at difference. this age, you can kind of eat like right. that if you're if you're working out every day. But you know what? Or eat like that but not late. 
Right. Not well, late. But you I'm know, just saying, even, <laughs> just you're say, right. At some point, when, he, when day, he gets to 25, 26, you can't eat like that. Or whatever. Maybe yeah, yeah. Late, maybe even later. Mm-hmm. I know I can't eat like that. I used mm-hmm. to be able to eat like that in my 20s. It's a mm-hmm. wrap for me now. <laughs> I'm saying. But when you're in the gym every day, you can't actually get away with it. You know, especially in the teens. Yeah, right. Now, when when you get when you're like a real NBA player in your twenties, and you're Lebron's not eating like that. You know, oh, even, not even, at in all. His, even in his twenties. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, yes, you're right. But at, but the, but he didn't. Like, I I just feel like people but, must not have been really watching. There must be a lot of people who didn't really watch him mm-hmm. in in college. They saw the highlights. They saw the dunks. He looks kind of big if you first see him. Mm-hmm. When you watched him play. Shape was not he, an issue. He had 11 points in nine minutes in that summer league game. Out of shape. And, you know, right. And, and we were joking about, I joked, and you got on me because I said, I said, I was joking because he was dominating, like he was dunking on people, and people were still scared of him when he went to the rim. Uh, right, and I'm like, course. and he's not even, he's clearly not in shape. Knox, I'm like, out of shape, he look, he's like, you know? out of shape, he's like Barkley. He's still like Barkley. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I said, uh, well, I rather, I would right. love to be compared to Barkley. Of course. Of you know course, what I'm saying? Like, if, he, if he's Charles Barkley level, that's top 20 all time. He should be very proud. But I went <laughs> speaking of PER, which is one of my favorite my favorite stats, right. advanced stats. I was looking at it um, in the, on the NBA level, and I was looking at the top five PER guys per year. Mm-hmm. And you know, Chuck was never there. You mm-hmm. know, and that and and that's kind of what I see, or what I, what I my expectations are for Zion, like to be at, in those top, like top of around PER when he's in his prime, whenever he gets there, because now mm-hmm. that's where Greek Freak is now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's either one, two, Anthony three. Anthony Davis is always there. Anthony LeBron. Davis was number oh, one yeah, for, right. for a year, at least. Mm-hmm. LeBron went like five years in a row right. as the number one PER P- yeah. guy. P-E-R but, guy. But, Shaq, too. Right, but Chuck, Chuck is different, though, because Chuck, um, the thing with him was that he still did everything with rebounding, and he wasn't oh, yeah, the yeah. greatest defender right. himself, you know. Or but passer. When, yeah, right. But he had to take shots on his teams, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. And he had kind of a selfish mentality, too, like Early as that on. star. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but Chuck still, you He was know, great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to. I'm just yeah, saying, like, yeah, yeah. in terms of, like, those true, true top five every year guys, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. who can do it all. Especially right. now in today's game. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, especially defensively and everything like that, which is more, and also too, the game is different as well. You know, right. the game is just truly different. So yeah, so I mean, that's my thing with with Zion. I don't stop talking about it. Like, if talk to me when you when when the when October when the regular season comes around, and if he's out of shape in the regular season, mm-hmm. then I'll be like, okay, I, I can't say anything. <laughs> that's crazy, right? But don't you, you play one game summer league after all this mm-hmm. celebrating that you're the number one pick. Yeah. You're the most hyped guy ever. Right. Well, probably ever because of the social media. Yeah. You know? And and now you want to talk about he, he, he's a problem and you're worried that he, you know, he'll never be in shape. Come on, man. Pick another topic. <laughs> go that. And the Simmons thing, too. I don't want to hear it. Like how he's, you know, how he's a, you know, he's a finished product. You don't have no faith that he's ever going to be anything yeah, yeah, yeah. more than he is. He's 22 years old. He was just an all-star in his second year. Mm-hmm. You look at his numbers. Fine, fine for me how many 22-year-olds in the history of the game have 17, 9, and 8. Yeah. And then, and then what I mentioned, too, that um, value over replacement player, you know. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's you know, the value, meaning like if he misses a game – you know, who replaces him. And uh, TJ McConnell was like the last two years. But, oh, speaking of TJ, this is crazy. There's only been four players in the NBA that's had TJ 
as their, you know, names, right? All four. All four. No, check it out. TJ Ford, who's retired, you know, of uh-huh. course. A very good player out of Texas and, right. and a speedy point guard, you know, had, had back and neck issues that messed him up. Um, but also he was undersized, too. But then you have Indiana has the other three TJs. In, <laughs> yeah, I knew they had three, TJ like Leaf, three or four TJs. TJ on the team. Leaf, who was from UCLA. Uh, TJ McConnell from, uh, you know, from Philly. They got him in free agency. And TJ, oh, who's the other TJ? I'm, I'm spacing. Yeah, I can't remember who it is. Uh, oh, TJ Warren, because they got TJ Warren oh, in the, from, uh, from the from Phoenix NC Suns. State. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. NC State and, and a scorer could score with his with his eyes closed. TJ Warren, you know. So that was a that's an underrated pickup by the by the Pacers because they got a, a guy that can straight score and a guy that can play over thirty and a minutes. Proven, like you said, a proven NBA oh, yeah. scorer. He yeah he he can he yeah, just nobody heard about because he was in Phoenix. Right, exactly. He and now he'll get to play thirty to thirty five minutes. He'll drop twenty two points a game for sure. And then when Victor Oladipo comes back, which will probably be I would say All Star break around there. Oladipo doesn't have to try to to carry the load. Right. You know, you have Warren there who can be able to score, and Sabonis is going to be scoring more. And Brogdon, he's a more of a he's more of a um uh you know a Swiss Army knife, but then but efficient. And then I forgot Jeremy Lamb is on there too. Yeah, so that's why Indiana is not, and they defend and, and Miles Turner and, and their coach Miles. Yeah, oh, I mean yeah. look what the Name look at the job he did last year. Even after Oladipo went out, they still stayed. In the in that four or five area for way longer than we mm-hmm. thought. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Oh no doubt. Dude, McMillan can coach. Yes, that, he that did. Bird Bird uh, hired him. That's right. And and he fired Frank Vogel to put him in McMillan, and it looks like that was a great move. Good luck to Every, good luck know? to Vogel and uh, with the Lakers. Uh, but why does he get enough respect? He took the Indiana nah, Pacers to two coach. straight yeah two straight Eastern Conference Finals and gave gave Miami tough series. You know, I don't well, understand he has that. A, he, has, he has a chance now to get some respect. Yeah. If he, if he does something with that team, he's going to get respect. Yeah, absolutely. No matter what. Exactly. I mean, some people take away, oh, you have LeBron and AD. I don't, hey, I'm going to give you credit if you make that work. Uh-huh. You know, like, yep. with all that pressure, mm-hmm. all, all the outside influences. No doubt. So, all right. So that, that's our little NBA free agent recap. We're about to get out of here soon. But before we do that, we, we, we got to bring in our, our producer, Aaron. Uh-huh. It's Aaron's, Aaron time for our trip and check. What's up, Aaron? Hey, Jamal. How are you? Good, good. Good to see you guys again. Good to see you, as always. Um, well, this week on Trip and Check, it's a little bit sad. Mm. Um, Raquana Williams from the LA Sparks, suspended for 10 games, mm. um, and has to do uh, therapy after an alleged incident where she, uh, quote-unquote, attacked her ex-girlfriend. I'm not sure if... So I had to know what, what is the right word to use, attacked, but so, something happened. Uh, assaulted, uh, for yeah. sure. Yes, she, she literally punched someone and then threatened um, to use a gun on another person. Oh. It's happened in April Ooh. in Florida. She was lucky. The the Sparks resigned her, but they after they the WNBA did their own investigation mm-hmm. outside the police. They interviewed witnesses and apparently consulted domestic violence consultants and or experts. And so 10 games is about... A, qu- a third of the season, so it's, it's a lot. And she's not going to yeah. be paid either. Yeah, and especially with the salaries in the WNBA, that's and she, that but, takes you know, a she chunk. From reading that article, reading the story, she was straight thug life with it. Well, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like you said, she she got into, she gets into a fight with, I guess, her partner, her former or ex girlfriend yeah. or whatever. They're in 
you know, then someone tries to break it up, and she grab she gets a gun, points it at the per- the guy who was trying to break it up. Yeah, you know, like, that's that's real. That's that, a lot. Yeah, that's that's hood. Well, yeah. so <laughs> what I, what I didn't get to look up before I came on is that like when you heard about this with um, like other sports, mm. does this sound pretty typical? Like the type of suspension she got. Because I feel like some like didn't Ezekiel Elliott get like six, six games? games? Yeah, that's pretty. Well, and for that football was, though, out football. of a sixteen game season, yeah, six games is a lot. That's, how that's how, a how lot. many games are in the WNBA season? I don't know. Find out. But ten, it's not. It's a short season too. Yeah, it's like thirty games mm-hmm. probably around there. So that's like 33 percent around thirty. I'm not, I mean, for that type of charge, you know, I'm trying to think of a male, like a basketball player, where that's that's happened to. I can't remember like right. brandishing a gun. It's been a while. Yeah, cause yeah. and you look at and well with Zeke, that's a long that's nearly that's uh, less than forty that's like thirty six thirty seven percent of the games he lost you know so right. thirty four games thirty four games yeah. yeah I mean I think she I, I think she's getting off you know a little lucky there right, when like, I think about it could have just know? like totally the whole season or like not even signed her after that I mean now right. if you if let that happen in NFL now <laughs> I mean even though the NFL is, is you know. I mean, it's probably just for show. You know, it's not like I'm saying that the NFL is on some moral high ground or anything. Right. But, but, you know, but nowadays, at least when something happens, they are like teams are just dropping the player like Kareem Hunt. You know, the the incident in in the Mm -hmm. hotel, they, they, they cut him. Yeah, you know, straight up. He did get re-signed. He did get re-signed. <laughs> 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 but, he got, but the team he was with cut him. And then supposedly there's another video of him getting into some argument or something. I'm like, yeah, obviously he oh, has wait, issues. I'm like, my man, get, well, did you, did don't you guys, put yourself in that situation. You know? Like, seriously. I, don't, I feel like the NFL is so inconsistent with... It's the, like, oh, of course. I didn't mean course. to bring him up as like some kind of example. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad. I think I'm, I'm glad that... I don't think the W... WNBA is tripping. I think you got to take domestic violence seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm also glad to see that the media is not sensationalizing it because it's two women. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is like what how you should report on domestic violence. Like, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to happen to her. You know. Well, it's interesting because when uh, I think either you or Bill sent me the the article, and I retweeted it. Like, I went and tweeted it out, and in my mind, I was like, wait. I was like, people might come at me like, "Oh, you're you're publicizing this negative aspect, but what, but what about the positive stuff?" NBA, do you, do you tweet about that? And I was thinking like, I was like, "Yeah, am I, what would I say you to like, that?" Like, that's true. You know? <laughs> so I did it like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to, you know, glorify the the negative without when you don't when you hardly even talk about the positive stuff, right? So uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not a good look for the WNBA, obviously. No. And written for her, but I think we're, we we can start talking more about the WNBA, so we can right. I mean, well, their, yeah. their All Star game is Saturday, by the way. That's yes. right. I don't know what cha- right. what channel is it on. I couldn't find it. And this, uh, it should be ABC. And that ABC? is a problem. Should be ABC. Yeah, like right. Saturday afternoon. Okay. Yeah, ABC. That, not a problem yeah. with you. Just a problem like that. People yeah, we should know. We should know. Yeah. yeah, and and the skill set is. Cra- I remember I I look at the All Star games because of I mean the skill set's amazing, and then their playoff series. I mean, oh man, like. They deserve a lot more credit and a lot more exposure. You know, you. I, I'm thinking maybe lower the rim a little bit, make it above the rim for these ladies. Like make it nine feet rims and have them alley ooping and dunking like and more of a faster game. Like it, it should. That could probably help. 
You know, yeah, I mean, they already use they're a already af- ball. Yeah, right, and they're already athletically like gifted. So mm-hmm. yeah, these are yeah, and these are big women. Like you know, when you when you see them, like you know, you're talking about six five, six four. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not. It's like you know, you got guys out here who think they could beat them one on one. No, it's not happening. Yeah, right, right. right now, <laughs> it is not happening. Now, oh right. God, no, I wouldn't even try to challenge. No, like someone, someone recently, there was some somebody was uh, tweeting about like some some large percentage of guys thought that they could they could win, they could they could win a point off Serena. Right. You know, <laughs> I'm like, word. Every every year, <laughs> people like, want to okay. challenge. I'm like, okay, yeah, like, right. What? Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's the same thing with WBA. Like people think they could beat them, like they could score on them one on one. Like uh, only maybe if you play D one ball, maybe you know, right. and you're still in shape. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Can we just talk about Aisha Curry for two seconds? Mm-hmm. Sure. She's back in the news again. Mm-hmm. People, I feel like people just like if you look like I feel like Michelle Obama gets a lot of love and Aisha Curry gets a lot of hate. And ever since she went on uh, Red Table Talk talking about she doesn't get. Yeah attention um which i find that hard to believe you know right like, she's beautiful yeah and but, not just but beautiful not, but also being Aisha Ayesh- yeah. curry you know yeah. like yeah but so. also but also not i also can see how that people just kind of especially if they like i think when when people respect men they will go out of their way and they'll like n- ignore the woman at least that's that's been my experience um but she was she was Millie rocking. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I it's did. it's yeah. It's, it's a dance. I thought she, I mean she's getting dragged for it. How's I mean, that dance go? I, was like, <laughs> I will have to show you. I as pro- I probably I probably seen it. You Yo, know, like I don't it. know the names. You know, it, but I'll say it first. It's a good thing I'm not married to to uh, Steph Curry because my Millie Rock would be terrible. It'd be like, <laughs> what are you doing? It wasn't that bad. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I was like, and she's clearly like having fun with her husband. Like it's not like she was. Like on, so you think you can dance or something? Like, he, but was, no. he responded to that. You, you see his oh response? no, what did he say? Yeah, he responded on on Instagram and the Instagram stories, and he was just saying, "Oh, I see it's a slow news day, and y'all y'all want to yeah. talk about this." He was like, <laughs> "He was like, let me know when you're Millie rocking at, at your at your restaurant opening." You know, right. <laughs> Thank you. Good job, Steph. I yeah. appreciate how he comes through for his wife. Oh, that's then, right. That's what he, he got it. And you then know? he started yeah. he started joking around and dancing. I think after that, so. Yeah, I'm just like really people like she's. The, I thought she looked cute, but yeah, she people. There's no. So she has haters. So much hate. I mean, okay. I mean, she has she has haters, and but she's but she's also like she puts herself out there. So yeah, if you she put does. yourself if you put yourself out there in the public, people you know, gonna space, go for it. you're gonna get some people who love you, some people who hate you. More, and and nowadays with social media, you're gonna get a lot of hate. Right. You know, especially Steph Curry gets a lot of hate. He does. So and his wife is going to get a lot of hate. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Yep. So, I mean, you know, she put, you know, she, 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 she has personality. She does. So she has opinions. I'm sure, and I'm sure she's hand, she, she seems to be handling the, you know, the criticism well enough. You know, it doesn't seem to bother. Doesn't she's not staying in the house? Or right. <laughs> no <laughs> more. Right. Yeah. And I love that. Like I said, stuff comes. She he backs her up, which is good. That's right. Yeah. That's you know that's and that's the, you know that's the great thing. Like Steph coming from a great family, and that's that's his main focus about family and building that. I mean, his family is just impeccable, and you know Dell uh, and um, Sonia and, and Sonia, yeah, Curry. Just wonderful, you know, and and they met they met in Virginia Tech together, you know, like uh, which is so nice, you know. So um, so it's like you could tell Steph really that's his image. He wants it's based on family. It's based on that, and him and Aisha have such a 
a deep bond. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to see. So, no question. No question. I'll be practicing my Millie Rock not on the camera. (laughs) (laughs) No one, (laughs) not that anybody will care, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't really rocking out here. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. You know, I, I got it. You I know, might I'm tear, sure. I might tear ACL or something. I'm sure. I, is it like this, right? Is this the Millie Rock like that? No, nah, like, it's like some other. You've oh, seen okay, it. You've okay. seen okay. it. I'm sure I could do it. We're, we're yeah. not going to describe what Navate just did, but that was I, I, not. I, I, I think that was the WAP. <laughs> the WAP. Okay. Okay. No, doubt. Nah, I can do that. So, yeah, yeah. But no, but, but I got to keep up with the young cats. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I, I actually watch dance videos quite a bit. I try, like, and try to make sure. You said, if, even if I can't do it, I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Uh, <laughs> good to know. Yeah. Good to know. You could, you could uh, keep us up to date. Oh, I, like, I have tons of dance videos I could share. Good yeah. stuff. All right. So that's that's about it for us. A little quick uh, free aid, NBA free agency wrap-up, Wimbledon and Trip and Check. Mm-hmm. Um, WNBA news, all that good stuff. Like I said, check out check out the All-Star Game, WNBA All-Star Game on that's, Saturday, ABC, right. I believe. Um, should be good stuff. You know, we're here in New York. The Liberty, Kia Nurse, Tina Charles will be there. Ella, uh, Elena Deladon, Brittany Griner, some other people mm-hmm. will be there. Those are, they got some talent yeah. here. They do. Liz Cambage. She's a beast, though. No, she yeah. is a beast. Yeah, she can score, like, And she has an well. entertaining Instagram page, by the way. Oh, really? Check, oh, check I'll have to out. check it out. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, okay. indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. So. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that, that's a wrap for us. We will see you guys next week or ho- hopefully next week. It's summer, so uh, we got vacations and, and stuff coming up. It's the Amen. dog days of summer, July, so we might be a little slower with stuff as, as the sports scene slows down a little bit. But uh, You can just listen to some of our older episodes. Yes, that are there are plenty of those, yes. plenty of those good ones. So check us out. Um, as always, uh, interact with us on social media at BrosPod on Twitter and Instagram and on iTunes, uh, rate the show, comment on the show, all that good stuff so we know what you want, what you like, what you want to hear in the future, and we will try to provide that for you. Uh, once again, I'm out. Jamal Murphy. Uh, check me out on at Black Atologist, my guy, Nabate Isles. Yes. Uh, oh, NSI.Universal on um, Instagram and also to uh, Nabate Isles SNT on Twitter. But I, I want to mention something real quick before we go. Um, I'm, uh, I'm organizing uh, with a couple other musicians, um, organizing the 90th birthday celebration of, of Charlie Persip, mm. great drummer, um, significant drummer in the history of the music, played with Dizzy Gillespie, Billy Eckstein, a lot of different people, and he's influenced so many younger musicians through his years. He's not doing well health-wise, but thank God he's going to be there on Saturday. It's going to be Saturday afternoon from 1 to 4 p.m. at the National Black Theater. Uh, The address is 2031 Fifth Avenue, between 125th and 126th. So uh, please come by. It's a benefit for him, too, to help support his medical and overall expenses uh, and everything. So uh, check it out online as well. So National Black Theater, Saturday, July 20th, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., Charlie Persip, so his 90th birthday. We got over 60... We got 65 musicians participating, including wow. Jack DeJanet, including, uh, uh, oh, Barry Harris, Buster Williams, Jeff Tane Watts, uh, Sherman Irby of the Jazz and Lincoln Center Orchestra, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So Good stuff. Sounds awesome. Good stuff for him. Yeah. Good stuff. So. Aaron Mathewson, our producer. 
Hello. Um, you can find me not Millie Rocking um, <laughs> at Erin on Air. That's E R Y N O N A I R. And of course, Bill's with us in spirit. Yes. He's finishing up uh, another article. So I'm sure he will be back uh, next time you hear from us. It's on Kurt Flood. It's on Kurt Flood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Big yes. one. There you go. There you go. <laughs> this was fun, and we'll see you guys next week. Yes. Listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.